It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios. Welcome, Sandy. Thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician. I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams again, subbing for Sandy Rios this week. So thankful I'm here and spending an hour with you this morning across the country. I am the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only nonprofit law firm devoted to election integrity only. I also was at the Justice Department in the voting section. We're going to be talking about voting as promised this week, today with Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation coming up later in the hour, talk about the election, what really happened, what really happened in the election, and what we can do to fix it, to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because believe it or not, we're going to be in an election season very soon. You know, all, all we do at Public Interest Legal Foundation is worry about election integrity. And I like to say that election integrity is a April of an odd-numbered year issue. It is not an October of an even-numbered year issue. In other words, you need to be thinking about it well in advance, because as I think everybody has learned, you can't do much about it after the fact. And so we'll be talking about that with Hans von Spakovsky. You can follow me on Twitter at electionlawctr, kind of like center, electionlawctr. And uh, I, I will promise to follow anybody back who signs up today to, uh, to follow. I got to tell you, it's been a great week. I, you know, Sandy, you'll hear her tomorrow. So I, uh, this is my last day subbing for her this week. And I got to tell you, we, this, is, this is Halloween in June. Halloween in June. Now, why, why do you say that? Well, because I open up the Washington Times today, and there it is above the fold in all bold letters, sort of like uh, Pearl Harbor bombed, but not quite that significant, at least I hope not, is a headline that says, Human Hybrid Haunts Capital. Human Hybrid Haunts Capital? What could this possibly be about? Strap in, folks. <laughs> because just when you think it's bad, it gets worse. And when I mean worse, I mean worse. Er this is from the Washington Times' Ryan Lovelace. Earlier this year, researchers announced a blending of a man and a monkey. The Salk Institute for Biological Studies in La Jolla, California, said in April that it participated with a China-led research team in an experiment by injecting human stem cells into monkey embryos. They allowed the resulting creature, get this, listen carefully, they allowed the resulting creature to live and grow 
for 19 days before terminating it. Wow. I never dreamed that they've gone this far. I never dreamed that we are now creating man-monkey mixes. It's time to play God, apparently, at the Salk Institute. It's time to create new creatures. Oh boy, get your head around this one. China's involved? I can almost see, like, a guerrilla army. Okay, laugh if you want. But why wouldn't you do that if you were China? And, of course, China has absolutely no ethical boundaries, right? If if China can create man-monkey mixes, you can be sure China is going to have man-monkey mixes. Because if we learned anything about the last year and a half, China has no boundaries when it comes to ethics. Apparently has no boundaries either when it comes to labs, right? China has no limits on what they will do in tinkering with the design of life. And I have a feeling that history is going to look back on this last year and a half as the time that China's manipulation of the cell and the architecture of life began to wreak havoc upon the earth. Just some speculation there. You know, it's only become popular recently to put blame where blame is due regarding the coronavirus. But, you know, I guess now we can say that it might have come from a lab in China. We couldn't have said that before. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Want to hear from you today. 1-88-589-8840 is the number on American Family Radio. So China is now working with Salk Institute researchers to create man monkeys. This is not fantasy, folks. It is on the front page of the Washington Times today. Human hybrid haunts capital. And so let's let's just tease this out a little bit, right? So I, I mentioned the gorilla army. Okay, laugh, but but why wouldn't China do that? Why wouldn't you create a creature that's sufficiently human to take orders and sufficiently gorilla not to be afraid and sufficiently gorilla to go berserk and sufficiently human to adapt to changing circumstances? Why wouldn't you do that if you were the Chinese and have absolutely no ethical boundaries? Can anyone think of a reason? One. Just give me one if you want to laugh at me. Why wouldn't China create this kind of army? They have absolutely no theological restraints, unlike perhaps the Russians. They have absolutely no history of respecting life. You know, sometimes if you're a Chinese citizen, the van rolls up to the door because your social score is not high enough, and next thing you know, you're missing a kidney. So tell me why it is that China would have any restraints on this. Because after all, they're China. Let's go a little further. We're going to talk about voting later with Hans von Spakovsky at the Heritage Foundation. Let's suppose you create a creature that's sufficiently human to have the right to vote, but sufficiently stupid enough, because it's mostly animal, to really not know how to vote except to be told how to vote. And let's assume you create this creature in large numbers. Oh, but that wouldn't happen in America. We would never allow that, would we? That's against the law, right? Wrong. 
In fact, that's what this article in the Washington Times by Ryan Lovelace is all about, because we have some champions on our side. Let's get that out of the way first and tell you who they are. Senator Braun from Indiana. James Lankford, Senator from Oklahoma. Senator Steve Daines of Montana. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa. And Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma. Guess what they tried to do in the U.S. Senate this week? That's right. They tried to ban human-animal hybrid creation. And notice I said the word tried. That's where this story is going to get really scary. It's bad enough to have a man monkey. But it's worse when you don't have enough senators willing to ban it, because that's exactly what happened. On a vote of 48 to 49 along party lines, the effort to ban human-animal hybrids failed in the U.S. Senate. What is going on? Do we have no boundaries? Do we have no basis to protect human dignity and life? This sounds like something coming out of a hard test, doesn't it? Where, where the world is, is filled with creatures that have characteristics created by man in the laboratory. This isn't a fantasy if you're just tuning in. This is actually happening. As I said in the story, they have already created a man-monkey embryo. They injected a monkey embryo with human cells in the lab, the Salk Institute, in a project with China. They terminated it after 19 days. Oh, there you go. There's a real inside-out twist on abortion. So it's sort of like half immoral to abort it. And maybe it's half moral, too, because you don't want the man monkey created. Haven't we created some really interesting ethical conundrums, puzzles, riddles? We have begun to tinker with the architecture of life. And where is the organized opposition? Well, it's out there. You can find some churches who are very active in this space. Is yours. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios today. We're talking about the man monkeys that are being developed. The Republicans who tried to ban the creation of human-animal hybrids. I'd like to hear from you. Does your church have a position on this? 1-88-589-8840. It should. Because this is part of the pro-life movement. It's respecting the dignity of the human creature. And you don't respect the dignity of the human creature when you create a creature that's maybe a third human and a third dog. Can you imagine? More. How about getting a cocker spaniel that laughs at your jokes? Or a bird that can read you the newspaper in the morning? How about a chimpanzee that cleans the house? You can see where this could be going. Alexa's bad enough in your house listening to you. How about a chimpanzee that can do the windows? Who's going to turn that down? Or an orangutan that weeds? Do you see the economic forces here in play? There's a market for this. 
And until we start to realize that A, it's happening, B, it's immoral, and C, there's an economic market for it, and D, there's a national security market. You can laugh all you want in my guerrilla army, but I ask the question, why wouldn't China do this? Imagine Bad Ape. Remember Bad Ape? It's Planet of the Apes movie, if you hadn't seen it. Oh, wait. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? Planet of the Apes. See, people have been thinking about this for a long time. What do you think about it? one 589 I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios this morning. They have started to, to make man monkeys. And the Republicans tried to ban it in the Senate. And the vote failed 48 to 49. Oh, you're asking who wasn't there, aren't you? Good, good counting. The answer is Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina wasn't there for the vote. And Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Now, the Washington Times said it could not have changed the outcome. Because it was an amendment to a bill. So you need 51 votes to add an amendment. So their absence didn't change it, but that's why it was 48 to 49 to ban animal human hybrids. We couldn't. Oh, oh, and the Democrats, you might be asking why are the Democrats against this? Oh, because they're the party of science, except when it comes to an election audit, right? They're the party of science. They, they believe in science. Yeah. Cause they're the masters of the universe, right? When you're a big fan of science, you control everything, right? You, you, can, you can alter the architecture of life because you're super smart. And once you're super smart, you get to do anything. That's what they think. I'm Jay Christian Adams. Here's what I think. I think they should ban this. I think this is, this is ushering in an age of, of, of unimaginable horrors. And I think that everybody needs to wake up and realize this is not just science fiction now. Because as the story says, they, they've done it. It's happening now. I'd like to hear from you. one 589 Taking your calls in the next segment. Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Historic flooding has hit Lake Charles, Louisiana, and Eight Days of Hope needs volunteers to help those in the path of destruction. Here's Eight Days of Hope President Steve Tiber. We're looking for people who just want to serve others. You know, you don't have to be super gifted. Every disaster gives an opportunity for a believer to share a glimpse of Jesus Christ. On a moment's notice, your life can change, and you don't know what to do, and all of a sudden you get a knock on your door, and there's a dozen volunteers that have come from all over the country and homeowners usually, uh, they just start to weep. They, they're so blown away that volunteers they don't even know would come to their house to help them. That's the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Volunteers must be 18 or older. Food and lodging are provided. The primary work is removing debris, mucking out homes, and assisting families with whatever they need. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Visit 8daysofhope.com to volunteer. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life 
and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for United States Attorney General Merrick Garland. As Attorney General, he is our country's chief lawyer and serves as the principal advisor to the President on all legal matters. Romans 13.1 reminds us of the importance of respect for the law and our leaders. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Merrick Garland in his role as Attorney General. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Enrich your prayer life and pray for America and our leaders with our daily National Leadership Prayer Journal. Get yours now at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. A treasure trove of emails from Dr. Anthony Fauci has been made public. The Washington Post and BuzzFeed News obtained hundreds of pages of emails through the Freedom of Information Act. One in particular is worth talking about in depth. In February of 2020, Dr. Fauci responded to an inquiry about face masks. He discouraged the writer from wearing a mask in public or private. Dr. Fauci said that masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading the infection. He said face coverings do not protect uninfected people from acquiring an infection. He went on to write that the typical face mask you would buy in the drugstore is really not effective in stopping the virus. Now, Dr. Fauci will likely say that the science changed over the spread of the virus. That may be true, but the production quality of the face coverings never changed. So why do we still have to wear them? And why does that guy still have a job? I'm Todd Starnes. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios this morning on American Family Radio. I have enjoyed being with you this week. And we'll have Hans von, Sk- von, <laughs> Hans von Spakovsky from the Heritage Foundation joining us very shortly to talk about elections. But right now we're talking about man monkeys. And if you missed the first segment, this is not a myth. This is not a fantasy. This is real. The Salk Institute, in conjunction with research for China, with China, indeed created man monkeys in embryonic form, where they combined monkey embryos and human cells. Now, they terminated the creature after 19 days. Of course, that's the only one we know about. And if we know anything about China, we know that transparency is not a big thing there about their lab creations. So who knows what's next? And one of the things that is most troubling about the fact that a bunch of Republicans in Congress tried to ban the creation of human embryos is the fact that every single Democrat opposed the effort. I mean, that's astonishing. This is from the Washington Times today. Mr. Lankford, he's a senator, 
of Oklahoma, from Oklahoma. Mr. Lankford said he thought blocking human-animal blending ought to have passed by a voice vote, but was shocked to find Democrat opposition. It's Ryan Lovelace in the Washington Times. Shocked. In fact, every Democrat opposed it. Every single Democrat opposed it. One of the things, I, you know, you guys know me as an election lawyer. President Trump appointed me in August to the United States Commission on Civil Rights. Right? I'm one of eight members of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And part of our job is to protect the civil rights of Americans. What's going to happen to civil rights law, civil rights efforts, when you have creatures that are one-tenth human? Just a little bit of humanity. Like I said in the last segment, the, the, the dog that laughs at your jokes. What are we going to do then? Do they enjoy civil rights protections? Because actually they're going to be more pitiful than, I mean, you can, I mean, it's, it's so frightening. It's beyond description. Michael, you're in Mississippi. What do you have to say this morning? Hey, I uh, appreciate you stepping in for Sandy. I've always enjoyed the program. You've done a great job. Um, Thank you. I've got a lot to say. I, I know I'm short on time. Uh, two points I just want to make. Number one, there's been people for over 20 years talking about this going on, and they've been laughed at, criticized, con called conspiracy theorists. And once again, we're proven correct. And so I just want to kind of point that out. So, you know, it's the, the, the saying, you know, you don't believe you're in conspiracy theories while well, you're living in one, right? So um, don't be surprised if more things come out that uh, people have been laughing about and, you know, made fun of that we just see once again – it's true. You know, people are doing this. And the second point I wanted to make is, um, you know, we're playing, we're, we got people, once again, it's original sin, people trying to put themselves on equal ground as God. And uh, just like Satan trying to get Adam and Eve to convince them they could be equal to God. And, and that's, that's what this is all about. It goes back to that. Uh, people can't accept their, their existence and, um, and understand that there's a creator and once again, they're worshiping the creation and not the creator and thinking that they have the power to manipulate it. Um, we on, only understand 2% of the human genome. That's the protein building blocks. And we don't even fully understand that because we don't understand the makeup of how it folds, how, how when even a protein is designed, it, uh, the amino acids flip certain ways. It can create a whole different protein. And, and you know, we, we think we can control things. We just can't. We just need to pray for it. Uh, these people pray for our country in the direction and pray for these leaders doing the voting. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that as it is, and uh, good luck, sir. I appreciate uh, you and the time you're putting in this week. Thanks for your call, Michael. Maybe you can guest host uh, next with a call like that. I appreciate that. And I will tell you, you're exactly right. This was something people used to laugh at. And as I said in the last segment, why wouldn't China, if they have this capability, why wouldn't they? Give me one reason why they would not create a, a man guerrilla army, just smart enough to uh, take orders and dumb enough not to be afraid. Why wouldn't you do that if you were a, a wicked communist uh, uh, anti-human uh, government? There's no reason you wouldn't do that. If I believed like that, I would do it because it would create incredible advantages on the battlefield if you could pull it off. Jenny, you're in Virginia. You're on with Jay Christian Adams subbing for Sandy Rios in the morning. Go ahead, Jenny. Yeah. Up. Oh, sorry, Jenny. Go ahead, call back. Sean in Michigan. How are yeah, you this hey, morning, Sean? Uh, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing great, man. 
Yeah, with this uh, human uh, mon- monkey thing, you brought up so many different things with uh, with uh, uh, slavery and and cadulism and uh, and uh, uh, superhuman soldiers and and all. I mean, just so many different things. But uh, another guy, a long time ago, I won't mention him because it just wouldn't wouldn't help. But he uh, he's a preacher, and he he uh, he mentioned some things that I think are just a fundamental scriptural that we're really just not supposed to be mentioning and uh, messing around on this level. Um, the, the Bible is very specific about not editing the book, and it seems like uh, the Bible's talking about the Bible book, but you talk to any geneticist and, and, and really uh, software coder, they both tell you that the genome is a, a book, a, a language, a, a written text, and um, yeah, we're just not supposed to be changing that. And, and be in uh, GMOs on uh, uh, vegetables, or God forbid, humans, as we're talking about now, we're not supposed to be changing that text. Well, look, uh, I I think that the most important thing to emphasize in what you just said is changing the human DNA. I mean, because. You know, a pear was not created in the image of God, right? There's, there, you know, we can draw some distinctions here, and I think that's why it's really, really, really important that there be a sound and thoughtful theological and cultural response to this. And I ask the question, what is your church's position on this? They need to have one. Because this is only going to get worse. I described some of the economic forces uh, that are driving this. I mean, are you kidding me? Do you think Google wouldn't create the house cleaning monkey? Might be a little messy, so at least the weed picking, weed picking monkey. Or imagine the manual labor capabilities. You don't have to deal with, with unions, right? There's so many things we can think of. Particularly like... In, in, in our area, in Northern Virginia, there's lots of tree crews, and they tend to hire immigrants. Well, why hire an immigrant when you can hire a gorilla that'll go right up the tree with a chainsaw? Now, you can laugh all you want. Go ahead, Media Matters. But it's your party that voted against banning this inhumane practice of blending animals and humans. Alan, you're in Oklahoma. What do you have to say about this? Well, I can uh, say that I have no problem saying that my church would be 100% against this kind of uh, behavior. You know, for decades we've had the certain people that want to remove God from everything. They've removed him from schools. They want to remove him from the public square. Uh, For uh, quite some time now they have been pushing everything that is against God with abortions and homosexuality and and just really trying to draw that line. And like the first caller said, they're trying to be God. They're not trying to get on his level. They've, they're trying to remove God. They're saying he doesn't exist. They are in control. They're the ones, and they're trying to put themselves as God. And I think it is just absolutely blasphemous. Um, you know, and along the lines of conspiracy theorists and whatnot, there once was a time that our own government 
believed so much about mermaids. They tried to locate mermaids. They wanted <laughs> okay. to recruit them. <laughs> I, I got to look that one up. I had not heard the quest for the mermaid story. Uh, but, you know, that's a, a thousand-year-old story. I, I, who knew that that was going on? Okay, so, folks, I want to give a shout-out once again, just so we're clear, that there are some real heroes on this. Senator Brown, Senator Langford, Senator Danes from Montana, Senator Ernst from Iowa, and Senator Inhofe from Oklahoma. Those are the senators who tried to attach an amendment to the budget to prohibit, to prohibit under federal law the creation of these Franken creatures that are half human, half half monkey or half animal. And and okay, just in case you're tuning in late, this is not the wacky animal show. As I said in the Washington Times today, there was a story that said the Salk Institute for Biological Studies said in April that it participated with a China-led research team, and they created, they created monkey embryos and injected them with human cells and allowed them to grow into monkeys for 19 days before they terminated them. Now, that's the story we know about. Considering that China's involved, I suspect there's stories we don't know about that doesn't involve a 19-day termination. And I ask the question, once again, for those of you who want to laugh, why wouldn't China do this? Why wouldn't a, a godless, communist, brutish government not want to take advantage of this kind of technology? Jason, you're in Arkansas. What do you have to say? Jason? Hello, this is Jason from Arkansas. How about that? Now, you what are you, U.S. Marine? Yes, I am, and this is my this is my blueprint for this situation. Say that we could uh, deploy a, a unit over there and take out the whole lab and just like be done with it. And I'm I'm sorry that there's not a a, a, a deployment of Marines have already been activated for this. Or well, right, and, and and Jason, but let me make it clear: this is happening in the United States. This is in the United States. They're creating monkey-human embryos. And that's exactly why Senator Daines and Senator Lankford tried to ban it yesterday in the U.S. Senate with an amendment to a bill, and it was voted down by the Democrats on a party-line vote. Oh, and you might be asking, well, what do the Democrats say? For those of you who care, and by the way, I don't think you should. You know, we hear so much about what does the other side have to say. I don't care on this one. I don't care. Listen to this quote. If we're, this is from uh, uh, Washington Democrat Patty Murray. Quote, if we're serious about bipartisan commitment to American innovation, we've got to stop these ideological attacks on medical research and focus on the science and ultimately the health of our patients, Senator from Washington Murray said innovation innovation they the 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 almighty quest for things that's the most important thing not she doesn't say a word about humanity in that quote does she it's about things she doesn't talk about the what it means to be a human she wants products this is an American senator from the state of Washington. What's more important to her, humanity or things? 
That's where we've gone. That's what happens when you start mixing monkey cells with human cells. Oh, and just to be clear, this is happening in America. This is happening now, and that's why Senator Daines of Montana and all the other senators I mentioned tried to ban it yesterday, and they lost on a 48-49 vote. Because the Democrat Party has become uniformly nuts. There is no shred left of respecting what it means to be human. There's no counterweight. You talk about ideological. Senator Murray says that the opposition is ideological. I'll tell you what's ideological. is the people who want to preserve the ability to blend human and animals. That's ideological. It's wicked. It's diabolical. Let's keep adding to the inventory of names. It's evil. It's inhumane. It's sickening. It's cruel. It's dangerous. And it doesn't end well. You want to talk about frightening futures. Start blending animals and humans together. And it's a real tragedy that there are 49 Democrats who are perfectly happy to see that future. And I'm sorry, this is sad. And I think you have to ask your church, where are they on this issue? Because this is the new pro-life issue that's coming down the pike. The one that we thought was some crazy movie show or entertainment science fiction. It's now happening. Just to add to that list of stuff you got to worry about, huh? I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios in the morning today on American Family Radio. It's been great to be here this week. Taking your calls on election integrity next, right? We're going to talk about the election, the story that doesn't go away. And I'll be joined by Hans von Spakovsky. He and I are both election lawyers. That's what we do first, right? I'm not a talk show host. I'm usually an election lawyer at the Public Interest Legal Foundation, in addition to being a member of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. And we'll be talking about elections and what happened and what's going on, and we want to hear from you. 1-888-589-8840. You're listening to American Family Radio, Sandy Rios in the morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams. We'll be back after this. I'm Gary Roby, host of Call to Worship, heard each Sunday on American Family Radio. This one-hour program will lead you in a special time of worship and praise. We will focus on God's Word, spoken, and in music. Call to Worship has a different topic each week as we glorify God together. Be sure to join us at 5 a.m. Central each Sunday for a Call to Worship right here on American Family Radio. I've been working on the railroad. Brian Fisher leads the charge into America's culture war. On my time away. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> I think we're good to go. Focal Point with Brian Fisher. Yeah, that little uh, impromptu concert, that's just a bonus for you. Listen weekday afternoons at 1 Central 
It's Focal Point with Brian Fisher. No extra charge for that. On American Family Radio. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. From a distance, the fig leaves gave Jesus the impression that there was fruit on the tree. Upon closer inspection, the tree was fruitless. Perfect church attendance and ministry activity cannot replace actual Christ-like fruit produced in our lives. From a distance, it can appear as though we're bearing fruit, but what would we find with a closer look? Are we content with fruitful appearance, or do we yearn for the real thing? Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. Brian Fisher here with today's Life and Liberty Minute. Desmond Doss entered the Army in 1942 as a conscientious objector and served as a medic just like my father. Because of his religious convictions, Doss refused to carry a weapon, which earned him abuse from the men in his unit who tried to get him to transfer out. They only grudgingly accepted him. He was with them in Okinawa in 1945 when they got cut to ribbons attacking a Japanese stronghold. Everyone but Doss retreated from the plateau where dozens lay wounded. Under fire, he began to treat them and move them one at a time to a place where he could rope them down to safety. Every time he prayed, Dear God, please let me get just one more man. By the end of the day, he had single-handedly saved 75 GIs and earned the Congressional Medal of Honor. Sometimes you can help win a war without firing a shot. Catch Brian Fisher on Focal Point, weekday afternoons at 105 Central on American Family Radio. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. The true face of the Chinese Communist Party was exposed 42 years ago tonight in Beijing's Tiananmen Square. Conservatively, 10,000 people were massacred there by the CCP's military as they demonstrated for democracy around a version of our Statue of Liberty. To its eternal shame, the George H.W. Bush administration immediately dispatched National Security Advisor Brent Scowcroft to assure the Chinese Communists that we wouldn't allow their mass murder to interfere with business as usual. The rest, as they say, is history. The CCP took our measure, found our leaders and elites to be corrupt, unprincipled and weak, and furiously pursued the destruction of our country and world domination ever since. We must now prove them wrong. Or, as Ronald Reagan said, we'll be reduced to telling our children what it was like to live in America when men were free. This is Frank Afney. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Facebook or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios in the morning. Today, it's been a real treat to be with you this week. Love hearing your calls. 1-888-589-8840. We're going to shift gears now. We're going to talk about something that's very, very important, very, very timely, perhaps not as scary as human monkeys, but close. My guest joining me is Hans von Spakovsky. Hans is at the Heritage Foundation. Hans and I were both members of the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity 
appointed by President Trump. And uh, good morning, Hans. How are you? Good morning, Christian. Doing just great. Thanks. Great. Hans, let me ask you a question. Now, you probably didn't catch the last segments, but if one party could create a whole bunch of voters who were just human enough to have the right to vote and pull the lever but and smart enough to be told what to do, but dumb enough to know anything else, what do you think? Do you think somebody might want to have those voters? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, that's what uh, uh, I think one particular political party, that's, that's what they're interested in, and that's what they keep pushing. They, In fact, um, look, the Democratic Party, unfortunately, on more than one occasion, has shown what uh, what a dismissive attitude they have towards their voters. As you know, Christian, um, they have put up experts in lawsuits when they have they have gone up against state voter ID laws, which everybody supports except them. They've actually put up experts saying that uh, African Americans are not capable, uh, as capable as other voters of dealing with an ID requirement, which has got to be one of the most patronizingly racist attitudes I've ever seen. Right. And well, don't give them any ideas. And if there's any Democrats uh, who work for the DNC that know something about embryo and DNA blending, please don't give them any ideas. So we're talking about the election. And Hans, it's been my contention, the two biggest stories of the 2020 election that explain the most about it is the Center for Technology and Civic Life, which is a private Zuck- Mark Zuckerberger Facebook put almost half a billion dollars into the election. And the second thing was all the changing the rules, like in Pennsylvania. Um, what what do you see in the rearview mirror uh, about the 2020 election that really was a problem? Well, I agree with that. Because in essence, what the Zuckerberg money did was it moved the get-out-the-vote effort of the Democratic Party into the official organs of government which, of course, is totally unfair. You, you, you can't do that and have a fair election. Uh, and fortunately, as, as you know, Kristen, some states are, are moving to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, folks have probably heard that on Sunday, right, there was a huge to-do in Texas. Uh, Democrats walked out of the state legislature there to avoid a vote on an omnibus election bill that the uh, Texas uh, Republicans had put together to fix many of these problems, and it didn't get a vote. But unnoticed <laughs> was a separate, very small bill that, in fact, banned private money from being given to election officials in future elections. And while that omnibus bill is extremely important, uh, that that other bill, banning uh, Zuckerberg bucks and, and other kinds of private money, is also extremely important in making sure that one political party doesn't use the government for its own partisan p- political purposes. But yeah, all the changes in the rules also weakening uh, security protocols for absentee ballots and other changes like that all affected the election. Florida and Arizona are two of the states that banned just recently private money right. from going in to fund election offices like the Zuckerberg money. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, of which I'm the president, we sued just last week some uh, county in Florida that was holding on to leftover money and wanted to use it. And we sought a, a very uh, a, something called a mandamus. I won't bore the listeners with law, but 
we tried to get uh, this county to have to give the money back. And we're still going to do that around the country. But we started in Florida because these counties want to keep using these millions of dollars. And the way they use them in places like Philadelphia and Detroit and Madison and Milwaukee and Atlanta and Phoenix, it was designed with a partisan slant, Hans, wasn't it? It, it was. The idea was to give greater opportunities to vote, but only in urban, heavily Democratic districts. They didn't want the same opportunities uh, to vote to be given to folks in other parts of the state that didn't favor their, their particular candidates, uh, all of which is a violation of the Constitution and the equal protection, you know, one person, one vote standard that the Supreme Court has put together. We're talking with Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation, an election expert, an attorney, and an old old Justice Department veteran like me, Hans. Uh, we have seen how diabolical the left is at using election process rules. In other words, the rules of the elections. You know, you and I and others have talked about process rules for years, and I don't think everybody quite got it. I think they get it after 2020, right? For example, yeah, in Virginia... In, in, in Virginia, the, the State Board of Elections said, oh, you can send in mail ballots late with no postmarks that can come in three days after the election. Well, that was contrary to the law. Remember that quaint little idea, the law. And the Public Interest Legal Foundation, we filed a lawsuit against Virginia, and we won. We're actually one of the shining lights, I guess, in a, in a sometimes dark landscape to stop Virginia from breaking the law. Uh, what's going on as far as the process fight in Congress now? Is 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 good th- are good things happening or are bad things happening in Congress? No, unfortunately, there are things happening that endanger greatly endanger the uh, security of future elections. You know, right now, uh, sitting in the Senate is HR one S one is the Senate equivalent. It passed the House. Uh, Chuck Schumer is promising he's going to get it passed. And H.R. 1 is a complete federal takeover of the election process. It puts in uh, not only all the rule changes that uh, liberals tried to get in last election often successfully, but he, but then puts in even more. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about it, but it, it does things like it, uh, it bans all state voter ID laws, um, it uh, makes it much more difficult for states to actually maintain the accuracy of the voter rolls. I mean, it's just one long list of really bad provisions. And what's ter- what's so dangerous about this is that even if they can't get this bill passed um, because of the filibuster rules in the Senate, they've already got a backup bill. Uh, they've got another bill called H.R. 4. It's, it's named the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. They, they figure if they name it after a civil rights icon like John Lewis, then people will be afraid to oppose it. That bill is a backdoor way of getting H.R. 1, because although it doesn't have all the mandates, like getting rid of voter ID, what H.R. 4 would basically do is say um, voting changes that are made by state legislatures, like an, an ID requirement, uh, uh, changing the, the rules for how you take people who aren't eligible to vote anymore because they're dead, off your voter rolls. None of those laws passed by state would be effective until and unless they were submitted to the U.S. Justice Department and the Justice Department approved them. That, that's an extraordinary intrusion 
and to the sovereignty of the state and state legislators to make their own decisions about the rules. So you can see that that bill that was passed, it, 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 it would be as bad as H.R. 1 and would affect all future elections. We're talking with Hans von Sikowski of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, I'm Jay Christian Adams, subbing for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Uh, we, uh, we, we're joined, uh, Hans, on the line uh, with a caller. Uh, Archie, you're in Texas. What do you have to say? I'm seeing the elections uh, being covered up with mantras like uh, on-the-street discussions. It's the most secure and integritous election ever. And then uh, uh, in the church, it's, it seems like uh, they're surreptitiously making uh, making the, the conscientious vote into the uh, worship of a man. And that's the way it seems like it's being twisted. Um, can I comment on the man monkey real quick? Well, we, we've actually... Uh, I, uh, we, we have... Uh... The real issue, Hans, with churches uh, politicking, and you were on the Federal Election Commission. Uh, isn't there a, a tradition of church and politics that goes back a long way? And what's the state of that right now in America? Is that allowed? Is it not allowed? What do you do on that? Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, there was a long tradition of that. You know, churches, for example, were key. Uh, to the anti-slavery movement, uh, of course, in the 1850s and, and 1860s. But uh, a Democrat, LBJ, <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson, was so upset um, in the late 1950s, early 1960s, over the fact that uh, a lot of churches didn't like him, that he convinced Congress to put in an amendment to the Eternal Revenue Code it basically outlawed churches engaging in uh, any kind of politics. You know, uh, ministers aren't supposed to talk about this uh, in their sermon. What's fascinating about it is that um, it it has not really been enforced, for example, against uh, black churches across the country, which engage in this kind of activity all the time. Right, and I think there's some kind of national uh, day of speaking from the pulpit where... Uh, all churches have sort of joined up to to uh, tempt the IRS, and if you look at some churches, uh, they're political as can be. I mean, I drive by, yeah. uh, I drive by in the way off of the office, uh, about a two hundred and ten year old, or actually more than that, two hundred and forty year old church that has got uh, all kinds of uh, political signs. I, I consider them political, uh, with ra- uh, raised fists and rainbow colored raised fists. Uh, hanging from from the church, so I guess it's good for uh, some, but not for others. That it's it's not really enforced with any degree of consistency. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, that that is what I'm saying. It's it's kind of the same way. Remember that during the Obama administration, the IRS was going after conservative nonprofits that were applying for tax exempt status and letting liberal uh, nonprofits just slide by. Right. We're on with Hans von Spakovsky, Heritage Foundation uh, election expert. And Hans, I, I get asked all the time, uh, what of these audits, are they going to put President Trump back in office or are they going to do something else? No, I don't think constitutionally that's, 
that's possible. Uh, the election's been decided, a new president's been sworn in. Uh, that doesn't mean the audits aren't important, because it, they are, um, depending on how well they're done, in trying to settle many of the questions that were raised by last year's election. And, and if I can just give you a quick example of this, um, look, the Maricopa, Arizona um, audit's been getting all the media attention, but there's been an audit going on in a uh, small town in New Hampshire that has discovered that um, they have a real problem with their computer scanners. These are the scanners that read the paper ballots and count the vote such that uh, in in one race, the winners weren't give didn't get 300 votes they were credited with, and the losers actually lost by three times as many votes. And that's because there was a problem with the scanners, which they would not have known about if they hadn't conducted the audit. Right. In other words, the folks conducting the audit audit are the folks who believe in science, right? But yet you yeah. have all of these people opposed to it. Uh, I guess they're only the party of science uh, when it involves man monkeys. So, uh, listen, Hans, th- thank you so much for joining us. Hans von Spakovsky, uh, where can people read more of your stuff? If they go to heritage.org, heritage.org, they can, they can see everything I write there. They, they even re- reproduce stuff from other places like Fox. All right. Thank you all. I've had a blast this week guest hosting for Sandy. I love doing it. I love hearing from you guys. I wish I could take more of your calls. Uh, It has been a blessing to be here, and I hope to come back sometime soon. I'm Jay Christian Adams. You are listening to American Family Radio with Sandy Rios in the morning. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning in this week. Take care. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.